Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening! Macari Patrick is an insightful preacher and teacher of God's word with passion to see people come into their full potential in life. He's a sought after conference speaker. A life coach, an author of several books, a pastor, a husband to Daphne, and a father of two lovely children, Lorena and Lawrence. Here to continue on our theme, Grace for Ease, Grace Made Family, please give a warm welcome to Pastor McHarry Patrick. Shakabayakata Embrodoskida. Oh, we thank you, our helper, Angela's helper. We thank you. Spirit of God, we ask this morning that you stand by this house. We pray that in the name of Jesus that you would throw your weight around. I pray that you will rest upon everyone. In the name of Jesus, let our lives be changed. Let our testimony be different. This December will be the best we have ever heard. In the name of Jesus, come to the aid of somebody today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And all the saints say, If you are glad to be in the presence of God, can you shout hallelujah? Glory to God. Please, before you take your seat, let Pastor Shewu and um, let Pastor Shewu <laughs> please be seated. And every other person, please stand. The Bible says, let them who labor in the word and in the doctrine be given double salary, double honor, double favor, everything double. And I know these people, they labor over you. I know they do. Because I... I know what it takes. I know what it takes to pastor is a whole lot. To pioneer work, you know, from scratch. I've done it before. And I can say to you, it's a lot of work. You see, most of you now, you are sheep. But when you came, you came like goat, cow, dog. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says, it will say to the sheep, go to my right. And it will say to what? It will say to goat, go to my left. So the church is like a hospital. It's not an insult, please. Um, we come raw and God refine us. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so for you to turn a goat to a sheep is a lot of work. It's a whole lot of work. And unfortunately, our world, the devil is sponsoring them against pastors and the church. So a pastor fly a private jet it's on social media. Unfortunately, believers too, we say yes. EFCCs, you follow them. They are stealing church money. Then somebody will steal your money, buy private jet. You say that's how they do it. You know, this is the only job we don't receive a thank you at the end of the day. Um, I know God gives reward. Men gives you a word, but God gives reward. But I want us to appreciate them for the labor over our lives. 
or what they do. Is that how you appreciate your own? Help me celebrate them. Lovely couples, lovely people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. You know, I was there when all this started. Uh, my best friend, um, Sam Nike too, Bolaji was my reading mate. And he came to me that he wanted her. Today they have two kids. They've been married for like nine years. The end is the the rest is is history. I'm good at giving people's wives. You know? Yeah. So if you need a wife, you are struggling. Just connect to this grace you have. But but they are, they are lovely people. Pastor Shenwu is a is a is is a is a pastor with a large heart. He he can tolerate anything. He fights with you now. He's joking with you the next minute. He shout on you and follow me. Let me buy you lunch. <laughs> he's, he's a great man. We've come a long way. If we talk about our history, I won't preach today. But you know, I, I love you, dear man of God. And I pray for you every day. I carry you, garrison you in the place of prayer. Thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your faithfulness. We pray that this work will go international. In the name of Jesus. We celebrate you. And then to, to share with my, you know, on my 40th birthday, I know some of you are sure. I'm up to 40. I'm not that young. We gained admission when we were 24. Old boys in school. Um, on my 40th birthday, they, behind my back, you know, they, they called different people to send videos and all of that. The one you did, when they were playing it in church, everybody, ah, ah, who is this person? Oh, all right, this is Jennifer. Really? She was just shouting, I love you, I love you, I love you. And they say, hey, are you sure that's all? You know, it was, it was beautiful. It stands out. She's been a loving person. How many of you have watched Compromise? I've, I've watched it a couple of times. If you have not watched it, you are a suspect. She produced that movie. And trust me, I am not lying. It's down toe-to-toe -toe with any international standard Christian movie I've watched. In fact, it's a new definition of gospel movie in Nigeria. It's a new definition. I, I want us to celebrate her. The Lord bless you. And I think the last time I came, or maybe the first time, I said I saw that the Lord told me you are going to be an ambassador. You know, yes, you're going to be ambassador to brands and all of that. It, it has started very little. But it's going to grow larger. You know, um, I, I see God drawing men from the four corners of this world, you know, to raise your hand, you know, in what you do. In, in a few years' time, when they are calling the names of who and who in this industry, you will be sitting side by side with them. In the name of Jesus. I, I see people you know, supporting you. Isaiah 46 and 11, um, it says that he calls the revenuous bread from the east and a man that executes his counsel from a far country. I see people coming from a far country to be of help. I, I am seeing pounds, I'm seeing dollars. That's, the, the man that executes his country, that's what he does. The counsel of God is going with a briefcase and he needs, he has pounds and dollars. Just looking for people doing the will of God and supporting them. That's what I see. And that will be your portion. Let's celebrate her one more time. Thank you. I love you so much. Praise God. 
And once again, Pastor Shewun, thank you for allowing her to be all that God has called her to be. A lot of men are threatened, but I think you should learn from your pastor. Praise God. Yeah, hear me. As, as I was praying for her now, there are some people here, you are trusting God to start earning in foreign currency. Do I have people like that? No, I'm not just making it. It has been a desire before now. I, I pray for you. I see it coming to pass. Some of you, before the end of this year, you know, people who have forgotten you, God will just carry your name and put it in their heart. And they will be restless until they actually give it to you. In the name of Jesus, your international benefactors will not have rest until they find you. In the name of Jesus. Can we give Jesus a big clap? Alright, before you take your seat, I want you to celebrate yourself according to your value. According to your value. Glory! Alright, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, please, you can take your seat. Yetunde, good to see you. Good to see you. All the associate pastor. Where's Florence? Oh, uh, mommy. Pele. How are you? Jide, good to see you. Um, Jerry, right? Awesome. Good to see you. All the faces I know, the ones I don't know, God bless you. Really good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apostle, you came to see me. Yeah. Is it Apostle or Barista? Director, you are? Ah, managing director. I, I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah, a director in church. Let's celebrate him. Doing great work. God bless you. God bless you. This morning, I've been assigned, commissioned to speak on the title, Activating Supernatural Help. That's why we are singing my helper. Activating Supernatural Help is a way of you entering into a life of ease. When we talk about grace for ease, see, there is a realm in God. That what you achieve, you do it effortlessly. You do it sweatlessly. With little impute, you have a lot of return. I will boldly say to you this morning that there are no great men anywhere. We only have people that have been helped by God. I have met a lot of people who claim to be self-made. Some say they are self-made millionaires. Some say their mom made this, their mom made that. But I'm glad to say to you, I've also met people who are grace made. And men that are grace made are always bigger than those who are man made. So it's possible you boast in the things that you have been made of. And sometimes our fathers will sit us down to tell us how they labor for their money, how they labor for everything they have achieved. It's okay. But if all your life you will labor, so when will you enjoy? But there is a grace. There is a supernatural help that brings you into the dimension where you begin to enjoy the things that God has reserved for you and not necessarily you struggling all your life. Side hustle is good. It's great for you to have side hustle. But it's also good for you to have grace hustle. Because grace hustle will pay you more than side hustle. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10, I am what I am by what? The grace of God. He became the greatest apostle. Never had or it wasn't recorded in the Bible where he had a physical encounter with Jesus. I want to believe that most of the meetings where they attacked Jesus, the Pharisees, probably he engineered all of that. But there was no place where the Bible said he met him. 
But at the end of the day, he wrote to third of the New Testament. There are some things he wrote. Peter who slept with Jesus, ate with Jesus in the same place. Peter who crossed, you know, to the other side with Jesus said, these things he has written, they are difficult to... Do you know what it means? If Baba Adeboye read his book and say they are difficult to understand about Jesus, it will make headline. But Pastor Peter said the things Paul wrote, they are difficult to understand. So we don't have superstars anywhere. We have people that God has helped. When God helps you, it makes you look like a wonder. I have been privileged to meet some great people. And when you are talking with them, you are wondering, is this everything? Is this all? But when you see the result, it is mind-boggling. You see results, you are even afraid. But at the end of the day, you meet these people. They are so simple. Our God is a helper. And if God chooses to help you, the whole world will stand at attention looking at you as if you are doing some stuff. There are stuff I can't share on this altar. There was a time we went to meet Reverend Victor and we're asking him questions about certain mentors in his life. He told us of one who is in this city and was saying to us that he practically prayed 15 minutes every day. And while he's praying, he has pen and paper. As he's praying, he's writing. Pastoring one of the biggest churches in this city. We have prayed, though. We. I can tell you that I pray. And I know people who pray. But they don't have the same result. Now, one of the names of God is called Ebedeza. And Ebedeza means the Lord our help. If you don't get anything this month, I want you to get this. God is a helper. And he helps people. Ebenezer means the Lord my helper. Also, it's the same thing, Eliezer. Eliezer also means the God who is my help. But before I go on this morning, I don't want to preach. I want to teach so that we're sinking. Is that fine? Can I feel free? I want to talk about indicators of a helpless person. What are the things you see in the life of a person? You know this one is helpless. And if these things are found in your life, then you know that you are in that state. You need to jump into the hands of the Lord that can help you. Number one indicator of a helpless life is disfavor. There's something called the spirit of disfavor. And this is how it works. You meet people for the first time. They like you. They love you. They want to work with you. And suddenly, for no reason, they don't want to do anything with you. There's somebody who joined us in church recently and maybe it's just like seven months. And every person he has dealt with, they've had issues. And we're talking about it. And I was sharing with the pastorate and I said to them, this guy has the spirit of disfavor. For no reason, people don't just like him. 
You meet him the first time, you want to do stuff with him. And suddenly, you change your mind. So if you have experienced a pattern like that, know that you need help. There is no help there from God. I prayed for a man one time. It was, it was about maybe 35. And he said to me that all his life, nobody has given him anything. He has never received one favor from anybody. Ah. Disfavor is a sign that you have a helpless life. Number two, disappointment. Somebody said, the word disappointment means not disappointment. Not this one. Maybe another one. But you see, when you experience disappointment on a frequent basis, it means you lack supernatural help. Everybody will go for something, they give it to them. When you show up, they say, we are sorry. You start up a relationship with this guy. After three months, you say, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. What did I do? I don't know. I'm no longer interested. You meet another one, I'm not interested. There was a lady on campus then who lived in my compound. The longest relationship she had was three months. So we're talking one day and she said to me that, ah, you guys don't have experience. Come and learn from us. And I said, okay, let's learn from you. Say the first one I had was three months. And after three months, he said, it's not doing. And after that, the next one she had was two months. After two months, the guy said, it's not doing. The next one was one month. And the fourth one was two weeks. And I said to her, Anu, you don't have experience. What you have is disappointment. It's not experience. Disappointment. And she was crying. What am I going to do? Ah, you need help. It's not normal. Everybody should not hate you. Everybody should not have issue with you. They should not. Not everybody will like you, but not everybody should hate you. So it's a sign that you lack supernatural help. Number three, disgrace. Disgrace. Indicators of a helpless life or a helpless person. When God helps a man, Shame and embarrassment is far away. When God helps you, they say quarter to shame, God will show up. But when you continually experience shame, disgrace, embarrassment, is a sign that you lack the favor of God upon your life or you lack the help of God upon your life. I have met people, you know, that have suffered shame and embarrassment. They call their names everywhere. Every time I get messages from Cash App or something, online Cash App, and they have painted a lot of people that I know as criminals on the run. And I see these people every day. Embarrassment because of 12,000. Shame. I've met a lot of people that they insult them because their father borrowed money from somebody and they sent them back to their parents. Shame, embarrassment is a sign of a helpless life. 
Because the God we serve will always put shame away. He said, for the ones you even suffered that was not aware, he said, I will give you double honor. Double honor. To let you know that that's not how I deal with my children. The last thing pastor wanted to see is to see Jeffrey being embarrassed. Even in school. If they send your child back home because of school fees. I know parents who went back to school to fight. Why? God will keep shame and embarrassment away from you. In the name of Jesus. Number four, distress. Distress. When you go through life all the time, you know, you just go through life with extreme pressure. Extreme pressure. Endless struggle. You are in Lagos, one year in, the next year out, one year in, the next one. There is nothing to show for it. What are you doing? I'm hustling. What's happening? Ground no level. What's happening? I don't understand. Buari need to leave power. Let good luck come back so that our life will be good. You are just struggling, nothing to show for it. People at home, that they are happy that you are in Lagos, you are making money. But you know that you are struggling. But your landlord is aware that you are struggling. And they are just helping you. Is is a sign of a helpless life. When you find yourself in distress. I know that life is full of pain. Life is full of challenges. But once you begin to go through extreme distress all the time. Pressure. It means the favor of God is far away. And you will need to call the helper into your life. For people who go through depression. Number five. Depression. I'm making it DDD. So that we can remember. Number five. Depression. A deep sense of emptiness. Frustration and pain. You have this deep sense of emptiness. Frustration. Pain. The year is coming to an end. You already. Your BP is somewhere. That December is coming, oh, they will soon call. This will happen. And because of that, you are thinking, maybe I should just run away. Maybe, you know, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. Our life should be full of gratitude. And the, the worst part is that depression is a spirit. The Bible calls it the spirit of despair. And when it gets, when it eats deep into you, that's what brings people to the point of saying, I want to commit suicide. What's the point of living? Let me kill myself. Life is not worth living. If God help you, you will know life is sweet. Ah, life, life is sweet. How many of you have been privileged? You know, don't answer. Don't wave at me. But you've been privileged to just even enter the plane and travel out of this country. Not the ones that work within Nigeria. International plane. You see, there are, there are levels you get, you, you get to up there. <laughs> when God says... My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. <laughs> you, you will understand. It was mommy, I did you mother said. 
she entered Emirate first class and in first class she had bed there was bathroom in fact immediately she saw the bathroom she went and took her bath she said she was washing as a Mike from Akure <laughs> ha. when she got back she had to lie down on the bed there's a level of life you see you will say Jesus don't come now I am telling you life is sweet see but when help is out of it then depression sets in man has come it's not true it's the one you met you should ask Pastor Sheung Yetunde just gave her testimony you should ask her man has come the one you met there are still good men that will make you love marriage. The brothers are answering. The sisters, are you seeing the people answering? The ones that are not answering are suspects. Robert, you are the one. Number six, disregard. Disregard. Everywhere you go, they disregard you. No honor. No honor. The God I serve honors people. That's why I said in the book of Psalm, a man in honor that doesn't know it, you are like a beast. God is saying you are like, you are like an animal. Because I'm an honorable God. And I give people honor. I show people honor. Your life is supposed to be a life of honor. And everywhere you go, if you experience dishonor, no honor, no regard for you, you start telling them, do you, do you, show, show more age me. When you start saying that to people, you don't have honor. You don't. You're talking to people but where you normally go to buy food on credit and they're talking to you, oh God, you want you the last time, you didn't pay, do you know my age? Disregard. Disregard. God honors people. So if you have experienced that pattern in your life, you need the helper this morning. You need the helper. The next one, number seven. Defenseless. Without defense. Because our God is a defender. When you find yourself fighting alone or your battle all the time, then you lack help. The story of the little girl I told you, she couldn't fight for herself. But the lion of the tribe of Judah had to enter into a normal lion and preserve her. Why? Because he is a defender. The Bible says the name of the Lord is our defense. So if you lack defense, that means you lack help. Because people will fight you. Life will fight you. Situation will fight you. And you need somebody that can help you fight them. I love David. You will hear him tell God things. After celebrating God for the things he has done to his enemy, he will tell God more to do. Make their way dark and slippery. Every trap they've set, let them fall into it. But if your life lacks defense, then you are in the category of people who need the help of God. Number eight, devoid of men. When you are devoid of men, 
then you lack help. Why? Because men help people to fulfill their destiny. Men help people to fulfill their assignment. I'm still going there. But if you are devoid of men, then you lack help. In fact, if you are manless, permit me to use it like that, then you will never fulfill destiny. You won't go far. There are people who don't have anybody to help them. Somebody came to church recently. He just came to church once. And um, the person who invited him brought him to introduce him to me. I said, he's his colleague. They work in the same place. You know, so after then, we didn't see the guy. He appeared like three weeks later, just came and met me and said, here is complaint. Sir, there's a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, my wife just gave birth. She gave birth Monday. This was Wednesday. That as we speak, that because they didn't have enough money to pay the bills, that the doctor moved the wife from the bed and put her somewhere on the floor on the passage. So he was not telling me that. The wife was not due for delivery. He said the wife was not due. That she was just complaining that she's feeling somehow. He took her to the hospital for checkup. She now delivered. He was not asking me, see this kind of thing, Pastor. Is it good? I say, who is responsible? <laughs> who is responsible? He says, the one. I said, when is she supposed to deliver? He said, in a few weeks' time. Uh -huh. Is it that the baby come before? Come during or come after? Were you not aware nine months ago that she was going to put to bed? How much is the money? Maybe like 69,000? So how much did you drop? How much all of you, your whole family put together? 9,000. So you came to me. I met you once. And you want me to give you 60,000 for the wife you impregnated nine months ago. You were responsible. You walk. And I showed him, I said, I just had a son too. And I was responsible. Yeah, I was not even born here. I was responsible. It didn't happen by accident. I knew. It was going to, why are you blaming your wife that she delivered? Are you not happy with the baby? And the guy said it was just, it was just, just nobody. I said, okay, what of your family people? He said, all of them, they are struggling. Your wife, Uncle, they are all struggling. You have no idea what people are going through. So I told him, where's the guy who brought you to church? I don't really know you. You came once, they introduced you to me. Go and bring the person who brought you. Let him be here, say the same story. Let him agree that it's true. Then because of him, we might help you. But how am I sure you are not cooking this up? He said, okay, it's not cooking. I said, all right, we'll help you. But go and get the person that brought you to church. As he left, he didn't come back. But there are people who are devoid of men. No friends, nobody. Reverend Albert said, if you have friends and you need funds, the friends will raise the fund. You don't have anybody to call. You might be in that category. If you need 50,000 now, there is nobody that will help you out. That devoid of men. And you need help. Number nine, delay. Delay is an indicator that you lack help. It takes you forever to complete a project. 
Somebody has been dating you for 13 years. Forever relationship. You need help. You lack help. I've seen people who get married in two weeks, in three months. Somebody date you for six years, nine years. You need help. To achieve that project you have been pursuing for a long time, you need help. Delay in anything. Delay in getting a job. Delay. You know that you need help. You see, God is to you whatever you actually see him to be. So if you see him as your helper, he shows up as your helper. So when God helps you, he collapses time in your favor. That's what he does. Because he cannot go back because of the law of time and season, but he can collapse time. He can give you in one year what you've lost in 10 years. That's what I'm saying. So when God breaks that yoke of delay in, in, in six months, you would have forgotten that you even went through stuff. And number 10, which is the last one, is destiny denied. These are indicators of a life that lacks help. You can't fulfill destiny or your destiny assignment without help. People who don't have helpers end up not fulfilling all that God designed them for. Now, 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 2. 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 22. Media, may the Lord anoint your hand to be very fast. In the name of Jesus. Is media there with me? First Chronicle, very simple. The Bible talked about David. I, I want us to read it together, church. If you can see the screen, let's read it together. I want to go. Ha. 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 For at that time, day by day, when the Bible says God daily loaded, you can have 365 days of supernatural help. The Bible says David received day by day until he had a great army that looked like the host. Do you know what it means to have army like the host of heaven? How many angels does God has? How many? Hebrew says innumerable. They are uncountable. David had help and his life was like that. They used him to describe God. That because of help, he looked like God. But it's the same David. Mere man. Who was somewhere at the backside of life. But because he received daily help, his life became so big that they could call him God. Like the host of God. Because of help. Trust me, our God is a helper. And when he helps you, he turns everything around your life and make you look like a wonder. People look at you and they are wondering, is it not the same GD that I know? What happened to him? Who did this to him? When did it happen? Is he a scammer? Is he a G-boy? But there is a God that can bless you. Uh, there is a God that can bless you. There's a God that is bigger than Google. And he can bless you and make your life a wonder. 
David's life was a wonder. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and verse 6, it says, let, let's read Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6. Alright. He said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave you. Know what? Forsake you. Verse 6. So that word. So that you will boldly say the Lord is what? My helper. And once you can say the Lord is my helper, because truly is your helper, you will not be afraid of any man. See, people have God Father. You and I have God the Father. And God the Father is bigger than any God Father. He said, when he helps you, you will not be afraid of anybody. Because what they have, you have. What they want to brag with, you can brag with it. Why? Because God helped you. When God helps a man, if God makes you an exploit to your generation. You just become a great exploit. I say it is good for you to ask God to send helpers into your life. We pray that prayer a lot. Lord, send me my helper. Send me my helper. It's good. But I think it is better for you to pray and say, Lord, help me. Because God knows where to look for the people. Because sometimes when people say, send me my helper, there's somebody they're eyeing. There's somebody they're eyeing. The way he's helping that person. Send me my helper. You're talking about the same person. Send me my helper. But if you say, Lord, help me. When he shows up, You'll be amazed. There was, a, there was a day we're listening to Reverend Albert um, Odulele, you know, from London. And he said he came to Nigeria to do a meeting. He was on this road, Maryland or Jota. He said he was, I think he was on the going side. And the other person was at the coming side. You know, there was heavy traffic. So he said he was just in the car and his car was tinted. But somebody from the other side of the road came out and the woman was running, you know, in the traffic. I'm shouting, he said, where's Dr. Albert? Dr. Albert, Albert, Albert. So she was asking people, Dr. Albert. And they're wondering. So himself, they're wondering, what's wrong? Is this fresh madness? Himself and the driver. Then the driver said to him, sir, it looked like this lady is mentioning your name. And he said, wind down the glass, let's hear. And she said, where's Dr. Albert? Where's Dr. Albert? And... He told the driver, call her and ask her why. And when the lady, when he called the lady, the driver asked, why are you looking for Dr. Albert? She said, the Lord just told me across the road in the traffic that Dr. Albert is on this side of the road. And he wants me to give him money, 5,000 pounds in brown envelope. If God chooses to help you, he knows your address. Somebody who came from London to do a meeting in Nigeria was in the traffic. If somebody will give me 5,000 pounds in the traffic in Lagos, uh, Lord, let there be traffic. I know Lagos people don't like traffic. 5,000 pounds? Let there be traffic, oh Lord. As I go out, <laughs> let there be traffic. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, if you read from verse 7, long read, but because of our time, I won't. Long read. The Bible says, Uzzah. What marvelously helped by God. 
when God help you, verse 15, when God help you marvelously, he makes your life a wonder to your generation. Look at the last part. The Bible says he was marvelously helped. But if you read from verse 7, the Bible says he built a city in the desert. Who does that? People don't have money to buy land in city. He went to build in the desert and it was not wasted. It's only God that can do that. And the Bible says he was marvelously helped. So the God we serve is a helper. Psalm 54 and verse 4. He said, behold, God is my helper. God is my helper. Please, I want you to leave this place with this mindset that God helps people. A lot of people believe that God is a helper. But the question is, can he help me? The truth is that you are the one God is looking for to help. And I have a very strong conviction in my heart that there are some people, by the end of this year, your testimony will be like that of Uzzah. That the Lord has marvelously helped you. I pray for Grace Made Assembly, Christian Center. God will help you. I say God will help you. Samadiemi said in one year, no, in nine months, they moved from 2,000 to 10,000. When God helps a man, that's what you see. I pray that this house, the help of God will come upon you like never before in the name of Jesus. You will receive help from everywhere you turn in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible says in Psalm 44 and verse 3, he said they did not possess the land by their own sword. Somebody help them. If you have read the story of the four lepers, the Bible said when they decided, they said if we stay here, we die. We can't go back because we are cast out, you know. So I think the best option is let's go. Whatever happens, happens. Is it that we die? And the Bible says as they started lepers, as they started moving, the Bible said God allowed those people to hear the sound of mighty army like the host of God. An entire city ran away for four lepers. God helps. I've heard God mention people's name outside this country. I was trusting God, you know, for some things to do recently. And somebody called me from Australia and said, God dropped you in my heart. And they said, your account details. I said, come on. That's one thing I don't fail to do. If you ask me for account details, I don't fail. I, I obey. Just call me from nowhere. Trust me. In my dreams, I will never think of it. God is a helper. So what are the tools that God used to help people? Please give me sign when my time is up. What are the tools God used to help us? God will not come down by himself. Trust me. He uses men. Number one, God uses men. Psalm 17 and verse 14. Psalm 17 and verse 14. The first sentence there. I want to show you something. Can we read together, church? Want to go? Oh Lord, stop there. For men, which are what? Men are the hands of God. That's what he's saying. David said, for men, which are your hands, oh God. So men are the extensions of God's hand on earth. When God wants to reach you, he won't send angels so that you'll be afraid. He sends men to you. And that's why you need to value people. When you meet people, don't look down on them. Let me tell you, one thing you cannot do and never try is to conclude on anybody. God can raise anybody from anywhere, anytime, any day. And that's why it's also wrong for you to conclude on yourself. 
the Bible says in Detroit, your enemies, chapter 33 and verse 6. Did you hear that? Detroit, your enemy. Please look for it. It's in the Bible. Detroit, your enemy, chapter 33 and verse 6. The Bible says, when Moses saw Reuben, oh, hear this. When Moses saw Reuben, and he knew as a prophet that based on what God has said concerning the sons of Jacob, that this guy is supposed to be better. But the, the father has placed the curse on him because of what he did. When he saw him, he said, let Reuben live and not die. But let his men not be few. You know why? The fewer your men, the sooner your death. That's what it means. He said, let Reuben live and not die. Let his men not be few. So for, for, for Moses to say, let him live and not die, is not enough. He has said it, but if his men are few, he will still die. So if you want to live long, you must trust God for men. You must trust God for who? For men. People who can go to places your leg cannot get to. People who can speak where you are not. Behind your back, they are talking. Behind your back, they are talking. They are supporting you. They are defending you. The Bible told us the parable of the guy in Luke, in the book of Luke chapter 5. The Bible told us of a man that was by the pool for how many years? 38 years. And when Jesus met him, he said, I had no... I have lived more than 38 years. And I can tell you it's possible to be in a spot for 38 years. It's possible. When we read the story when we are much younger, 38, 38, but it's possible. You'll be in a spot for 38 years. The guy said the reason is because I don't have anybody. Then the Bible told us in Mark chapter 2, there was another guy who was paralyzed. The Bible said he had four friends. And when they heard of Jesus, the Bible said, they, they said to themselves, we cannot be walking while you, you are here bedridden. They carried the guy and when they got there, the whole place was filled up. They didn't even take permission from the owner of the house. They didn't even bother to ask the owner if he's, you, this guy for him to walk is more important than your roof. And the Bible said they went to the roof, they removed everything, they lowered the guy down and when Jesus saw their faith, not his faith, Jesus said to the man that was sick, he said, rise up now and walk. And I believed. The owner of the house came to them later and said, how much? How much? You know, it takes a lot of gods for you to come to my house, remove the roof. Are you okay? But that's what men can do for you. And if you don't have men in your life that can go this far, then there's a problem. The absence of men in your life is the beginning of suffering. Anytime God wants to answer your prayer, He sends a man. You pray and say, Lord, do this for me. He has to send somebody. Somebody just shows up and everything will change. Let me tell you, we have destiny helpers. We have destiny announcers. We have destiny introducers. And we also have destiny way makers. We have people who are way makers. Praise God. I, I know you heard of the story of Elizabeth and Mary. You know, how both of them had two extreme miracles and they are fighting. But when they met, something leaping. John the Baptist and Jesus, you know, John the Baptist was the way maker for Jesus. He was. And there are people who are way makers. Like she has just done compromise. It's possible. Somebody in Canada is talking to somebody on your behalf. Somebody in US is talking to somebody on your behalf. And you just get a ring. And you say, hello from who, how? They say, we heard. May God give you men. 
Number two, God uses your enemies to help you. I know it will sound very awkward. But God uses our enemy to help us. And you know how he does that? When he sends them to you, they will push you to God. If not for the enemy that was against you, you won't pray the way you pray. Have you not noticed in church when you say, the Lord bless you, people say amen. When you say pray, there's somebody. I just saw an enemy now that want to destroy your house. You will see people jumping. So enemy help you. They drag you to God. They drag you to God. They help you pray. If they knew you were going to pray that much, they would not trouble you in the first place. That's why had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of because he thought that was the end. But it became the beginning for you. Some of you this December, you need to buy gifts from some people. They send you out of their house. Today you are your own house. Yeah. You try to borrow something from them. They say, no, today you have your own. They thought they did you evil. That the Bible says, Joseph said, you thought you meant it for evil. But God turned it around for good. So sometimes your enemies are there to help you know that God is a helper. They push you to God. Like Jehoshaphat. They push you to him. That you begin to pray and God is saying to you, I am your helper. Psalm 46, number 1. God is my refuge and a very present help in times of trouble. Is these people that make you know that God is a very present help. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16, He said, let us now come boldly to the throne of grace. Where? We'll find mercy and do what? Grace to help in time of need. Sometimes your enemies are those need. So they push you to God. So I don't want you to always, that's why they, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. David said, he prepares a table before me in their presence. Why? Because when they thought that as they fire you, that's the end. You went and started your own company. And you now had the table. Before the same people who thought you would not make it. Some people broke up with you and said, that's your end. Only for them to realize it was a bend. How to activate the supernatural? And I will stop here. How to activate the supernatural help of God? Number one, absolute dependency on God. How to activate it now? How to stay it up? Absolute dependency on God in the place of prayer. The Bible says in Psalm 60 and verse 11, it says, give us help from trouble for vain is the help of man trust me that you pray is a sign that you depend on God people who don't pray are proud people real big boys and big girls they pray because they know their dependency is on God trust me if you want to see God help you like never before then you must learn to pray like never before. You must learn to pray. Prayer is a proof that you are humble. And God wants people that can always depend on Him. When God sees you depending on Him, He's happy. Imagine your pastor goes out now and he finds his son, you know, begging out there. And say, please come and give me 200. I want to buy something. What will he do? You have an idea, right? I said the father, not even the mom. 
Because mommies don't even joke with things like that. Why? Why? I'm your father. I'm your mother. Ask me. So God wants us to come back to ask him. Please spend time to pray. The way you pray tells God how much you depend on him. And I'm not talking about people who pray as if everything belongs to God. It depends on him. And you behave as if you are the one that will answer the prayer. You know there are people like that. So you rise up and pray. You say it is done. Rejoice and go back to your seat. But when you call them out, they come out with excitement to pray. Because God will do it. Now they say it is done. You are still feeling like you have said it so. Number two, which is the last point, is mercy. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. Mercy is an activator of supernatural help. Hear me, child of God. If you don't know this side of God, ah, I will encourage you, please, try and know this side of God. The Bible says in Psalm 102 and verse 13, it says, for the Lord we arise and do what? Let's quote it now. We are scriptural. The Lord we arise and do what? Because? Let's chorus it together. I want to go. All right, let's say it again. I want to go. Are you sure? Did you put your name there? Let's take it again. Some people are just getting it. I want to go. The set time is when? The set time is when? The set time is when? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it said the Lord make all things beautiful in it. So when is the time? The timetable is mercy. When the Bible says the Lord make all things beautiful in his time, that time, mercy is the timetable. When mercy shows up, it is your time of evil. Regardless of what they say, age, whatever, color, does not matter. So when the Bible says God make all things beautiful in its time, that time, mercy is the timetable that dictates the time. And wherever mercy shows up, God cannot say no. Now, in case you don't know, mercy is a person. It's an angel. Goodness is an angel. That's why the Bible says mercy, goodness and mercy shall follow. They are angels. They are angels. And every day you wake up and say, today, angel goodness, angel mercy, I'm going to town. <laughs> and you have only one assignment, to follow me. And if you have them with you in your car, in the bus, wherever you are, you are, you are so sure that what you are going for, you will get it. You know what? Angel goodness is the bringer of good things. Angel mercy, preserve it. It ensures that that thing does not pass you. So mercy is the timetable for God to bless you. The Bible says in Psalm 23 and verse 6 where it says, goodness, mercy, favor, they shall follow you. If you need help, if you need help, then you must beg God for mercy. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 33, very quickly, I'm closing. Exodus chapter 33. Uh, if you read from verse 14, the Bible told us the story that Moses was saying from verse 12, Lord, if, you, your, if, you, if your presence will not go with us, don't take us there. We don't want to go. We don't want to go and all of that. And God said, my presence will go with you. And Moses said, no. That's not what I want. You know why? Because the, the presence of God, as it were, 
is, is a rub-off of the glory of God. So the glory of God is the main deal. So Moses said to God, show me your glory. And God said to him, ha, no human being can see me and live. What it means that if you are seeing God, just know that you are dead on earth. So you are a spirit. That's why you can see him. But God said to him, he said, there is a side by me. He said, there is a side by me. I will hide you at the cleft of the rock. And I will cause all my goodness to pass. So that you will, he said, I will cover your face. He said, you will see my back. And you will, you will not see my face. If you see my face, you will die. I have good news for you. Be careful how your back look like. I will leave it there. It's not a relationship talk. But God said to Moses, you will see my back. But you know what that means? It means that Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Moses was not there when everything happened. So when he saw the back of God, he was able to write to that point. So God took him to the beginning and showed him. That's why he was able to write from Genesis and he knew what happened. But the point is this. What God said that shocked me to Moses, he said, this thing cannot happen to a mortal man. He said, but I will have mercy on whom? It's my sovereign decision. And I will have compassion on whom I choose to have compassion on. And for you, I will show you mercy. Do you know that in the New Testament, God did it too. For Apostle Paul, he did it. He said, whether in the flesh, I cannot tell. Whether in the spirit, or I enter into third heavens to hear words that are not lawful for men to hear. That's why brother Paul could say that mercy rejoice over judgment. Because by judgment, he was supposed to die. You can't get to third heaven and come back. But he said, he said mercy, he rejoiced. He triumphs over judgment. I saw it and I came back alive because God showed mercy. But this is where we read before I stop. The Bible says in Romans, Romans chapter 9, 22 to 24, and I will drop the mic. Romans chapter 9. We are going to read it together, please. And I want to show you something. If I say one to go, we start. One to go. Verse 23. That's where I'm going. Who don't know? That he might do what? What? So, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. How rich is God? Have you asked yourself? Everything he created, researchers are still looking for new things. Is it that he might make known the riches God is saying that for me to show you my wealth? If Dangote call you and say, I want to show you my wealth. You are, you are, you are, you are gone. If he shows you, he said that I may make known the riches of my glory. To who? See, there are people that are vessels of mercy. That, that's what I want you to get. It's not everybody. The Bible says in Timothy, I think First Timothy chapter 2 verse 19, he said, he said, um, um, let them that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Then the next verse says, in a great house, there are what? He said there are many vessels, some of wood, 
some of silver, some of sand, and some to honor and some to dishonor. So when God says vessels, it means people. So there are people God has reserved the riches of his glory for. He called them vessels of mercy. The question is, are you one of them? You know what happened? These people, they are like mirror in the hands of God. Everywhere God goes, he sees them in his face. They are vessels of mercy. Trust me. Hear me. I want to tell you something. If they do stupid things, God will still save them. I bust your bubble. When you are enlisted as a vessel of mercy, your work ceases. Your labor ends. Struggle stops. So it's not by what you do or you don't do. It's because God in his sovereign power has said you are part of my... Have you listened to Joel Austin? How many of you have listened to him? What's the rema in his message? What did you call it? Do you know how many people is pastoring? Over 40,000 people. He has one of the largest churches in the U.S. Telling them story. And there are people who preach. There are 5,000 people. Vessel of mercy. See, there's only one prayer you pray before. You will say, Lord, enlist me. All right. Okay. He said, which he had prepared aforetime. See, there are things God has kept for vessels of mercy. You will be there judging them based on your righteousness. You will still be broke and frustrated. But they, they are in this class. Whatever they try works for them. Right, let's see verse 24. Verse 24. Brapo now says, even us. Can you say even grace made? Mention your name. Even me. Uh, whom he had called. Not of what? Not of the Jews only, but also of the, what he's trying to say is not just the whites that should have this privilege. It's not just the albinos. Whether you are white, you are blue, you are gray, regardless of your nation, you can be there. You just pray one prayer. Lord, make me a vessel of mercy. Enlist me. This year, ah, you have, you have prepared the riches of your glory for them. Lord, enlist me. Meresuti Abagadaya. Lord, enlist me. Ah, uh -uh. Are you not laboring? You are laboring. Are you not diligent? You are. Are you not hardworking? You are hardworking. So how come people who work less have more results? Lord, enlist me. Emrokosili Bahase. Emradalabagaza. Enlist me as your vessel of mercy, O oh God. Do I have people who can pray? Can you help me play my helper? Come on, church. My time is up. Lord, enlist me. Go ahead and pray, go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, enlist me, enlist me, enlist me, enlist me in the name of Jesus. Make me a vessel of mercy. Are you praying this morning? Make me a vessel of mercy, oh God. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, let me receive mercy. I receive mercy. 
I receive mercy. I receive mercy in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshimetsu podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshimetsu or at Grace Made NG.